can't have anything. There we go. We can't have nothing nice. <laughs> Mic wasn't even on. Look, it's not my fault that every time the computer updates, OBS messes up. Okay? Yeah, There's nothing not I can do fault. about it. <sighs> now we can't hear Brian. Oh, my God. Now we can't hear Brian. What is this? <laughs> <sighs> Where'd you go, Brian? You can hear me say Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> okay, there you okay, go. Okay, yay. So everybody should have been able to hear you but us, apparently. Okay. Uh, we're the only ones that matter. <laughs> right? We're the only ones in here. Welcome to the show, Brian. <laughs> How are your Reese's Pieces? <laughs> They're great. Did you get those from a small town? I did. Small yeah, you town go up of north uh, to get the Reese's Publix. Pieces. Reese's Publix? Oh, Ooh, rich hold guy on. You there. might not be from a small town. Yeah, you go to Target, we have, too? We, have, we don't have a Target up here. We have a Publix now, though. Wow. So you just, Aren't y'all getting a Target, though? Y'all just gave up the Ingles to mm. go straight to Publix? No, we went back to Ingles. There's too many people in Publix. Mm. Too many rich people. We know rich people in Bowling Springs. You're right. Well, <laughs> now you know where Brian lives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not a secret. No. So how's your week been, Brian? Slow. Because this has been... It's my Sunday-Friday week, so it's a long week. My day off today, so... It's nice this that we're doing this slow. now, because I have to, like, get up at 4 a.m., so... Ugh. It's nice to do one early. What's that like? <laughs> like we don't do that every day. We get to sleep in. We don't know nothing about it. What's happening, Dream Raven? Hi, hey, Dream, Dream Raven. Raven. How are you? Hi. Uh, Welcome in. <laughs> Uncle Roger I feel says like, hello. I feel like there's so much going on in the world, but yeah, I don't give a shit because, like, I don't know, man. I mean, we're Gas just... is high. I got to buy groceries this week. Those right. are expensive. Aliens are real. I know. But, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> Why would we even care, though? We're just from a small town. You know? They're not offering me anything. What's so. up, Storm? Welcome in. Number one fan, Storm, right there. <laughs> number one fan Hello. literally listen to every episode as soon as it but I, I feel like um <laughs> i'm so desensitized to there's something new every day and i feel like the world's not freaking out and why should i there's I'm a the same way, like, of information like yeah do i care everything about this that's, week's world events no everything that's happened in the past just say two years i mean you go 10 years but just say two years they've you know they're like oh aliens are real no no one cares like, no. Okay. <laughs> we do I still have to pay rent this month? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do I care? No. If those you answers take us change, off the I'll let you planet? know. <laughs> yeah. Take us with you. <laughs> I think the only time we would care is if the, the wages went up, you know? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Alien, can you come down and <laughs> give me money. some money? <laughs> what a terrible we... social construct money is. Like, I wonder what they're doing. Like, what are y'all doing on y'all's planet? Is money even a thing? Are y'all just surviving and thriving? Because I'm not. <laughs> like, do y'all have homeless people? Like, these things we need to know. I don't know. I don't really want to think about that. I want to think of theirs as, like, utopia. Don't bring it down to Earth levels. You remember Fruitopia? Oh, Fruitopia was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember Fruitopia. Anyways. <laughs> do you remember when the Fruitopia machine fell on that dude? Yes, I do. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> This that is the awful. biggest dumb dumb I've ever met in my life. He was kicking the machine and started shaking it. This was at school, in high school. And it just fell over on him because he's an idiot. <laughs> it's true, I was there. Was he climbing it? Or it just no. fell? No, he was just, well, he was, he's really tall. So, you know. 
okay. could probably see over the top of it, but <laughs> anyways, he's an idiot. <laughs> Maybe he's an alien. Uh, pff, he's something. So are they like scrolls? Like are people like we don't know that they're really, you know, aliens? Is that what the next thing's going to be? I'm not. I'm like show pictures. Y'all are releasing all this information. What do they look like? I'm. I'm. I'm pretty sure that it would be like a scroll invasion type situation. But my thing is, so they they they're, like they're saying that they have, like they've had Taboo. conversations with them, and I'm like, what do they speak? You tell me they came <laughs> yeah. here and they just busting out English. I saw a uh, a map of like all the countries and stuff that that have seen UFOs and everything, and it's just. America and the UK. <laughs> yeah, and it all happens in, like, Virginia. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Until I see some actual evidence, I'm, I'm not buying any of it. No, Please I believe them 100%. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I, I have always believed in aliens, but I feel like they're just trying to distract us, and it's not working, and they're just trying to give us a little bit more, a little bit more. Because they don't want us yeah. to talk about the real world like issues, like Jason Aldean. <laughs> <laughs> you can't talk about that in a small town, you no. know? <laughs> there are no aliens in the small town. No, definitely not. Well, I kidding? mean, if you believe all the people that say they saw them, they all come from small towns. So. <laughs> yeah, so like that's very contradictory. Because <laughs> my daddy swears up and down they built the pyramids. <laughs> can't tell him no different. Oh my god. <laughs> Apparently, people are uh, passing around on TikTok that they're they're finding giant remains, and the giants built the pyramids. <laughs> Don't tell me that. I'm scared. <laughs> and also, I found out that leprechauns are real, and they are uh, they're from an African tribe that moved to Ireland. <laughs> the heck? This is from TikTok. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. Listen, I oh. learned all of my information from TikTok, and they would never lie. So, what's up, fierce? So is Hi, winter darling. coming? Is that the next thing? Winter is coming? We're going to be invaded by the Nightwalkers? Is that going to be the next Ugh. big thing? I just wish that winter would get here already, to be honest, because it is so Honestly, damn hot. I'm tired hot. of my butt sweating. I would rather it be hot than cold. Like, I hate the hot weather. Get out of here. You, no you are the worst type of person. Literally. I hate people that say that. Ugh. Winter is the worst. How can you the say that, but worst. then you love Christmas? Explain. I don't love Christmas. I love yes, presents. You do. <laughs> That's I love gifts. Look, we know you love Jesus, all right? Ryan said, give me all the gifts. Yes. <laughs> fairies wear boots. <laughs> fairies do wear boots. That's true. Some fairies wear boots. Just give me fall. If it was fall all year round, I'm happy, but not winter. Fall, I'm good with. I don't know. No I winter. would rather be frozen to death outside. Mm hmm. But don't ask me in winter, because I'm going to be like, oh my god, I hate the cold. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just never happy, so we're just going to leave it at that. As soon as um, it gets real cold and she says, man, I miss summer, I'm going to remind her of this. He's gonna we, only have like, <laughs> we only have like one week of true winter weather anyway up here. So. And it never snows. And it's always in like March. <laughs> <laughs> when right? Over. It's never when it's supposed to be. No. Uh, speaking of uh, hot weather, apparently the UK, or no, the UN, some dude at the UN said that we're now out of global warming and in global boiling. <laughs> Whatever that means. Okay. Thanks, dude at the UN. Yeah, we know. The aliens have obviously, they, there was something announced that they were like warning us that we're headed for doom. <laughs> like. <laughs> True. All of my eight-year-old nightmares are coming true. Like right. right after watching Independence Day, I'm like, oh, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> At 
As if I didn't have enough to worry about. That's so what we should movie. have watched this week. No. It's, Independence it, yeah. Day, since it's they, awful. It's so good. Since the man who's begged me for the last three hours <laughs> to watch Leprechaun Origins. I no. Just, look. We're going to talk about it I'd rather go scrub minute, the right? toilet. Like, there's nothing. I'm not watching it. You don't have to. I'm glad I'll... you guys watched it for your little project. I'll sit here and laugh. <laughs> nope. It was. Um, it. Speaking of the project, Brian, I need a poster board. It's due now. What do you need that for? The project. The Leprechaun project. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking okay, about. Okay, <laughs> so when you were in school and it was science fair, you know, and you wait till the last minute to ask your parents. Oh, yeah, I was your about mom? to say. Well, he's older I'm than right. both of us, so. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> I left my I don't have bag. any poster board. <laughs> No poster board. Sorry. You're just going to fail. That's true. It'll be That's all right. True. So we watched two movies this week. Well, I guess Zoe didn't watch one. I didn't watch it. Before. I'll be happy to throw my hate. I, wa- I walked through a couple oh, times. Oh, thanks for the bits. While he was watching yeah. it. Heck um, yeah, not. Brian sees none of those bits. He saw them. I see them. I got the stream pulled up. No, I what I mean is you don't get them in your yeah. wallet. <laughs> I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> I'll give you a dollar. That's how much it was. So. Uh, I'm keeping track of how much money you make. We all know what you owe me. <laughs> take it from Josh, not from me. This year, uh, this time in two years, it'll be two dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. So which one are we? Which one are we talking about first? Let's get the leprechaun out of the way. Leprechaun. I'm so gonna, we watch gonna... Leprechaun Origins. Which is the sixth movie in the franchise? I don't think I've seen this. I've I've just watched this one before we got on, and I've seen the first one, maybe the second one. I haven't watched any of the other ones. I don't think. And y'all want to talk junk about these movies, and y'all haven't even seen them. Look, There's a lot of things I, that I haven't seen that I will continue to talk shit about. I don't have. They messed me up as a kid as well. Oh, there it is. So, Rotten Tomatoes. Anybody want to take a guess on what the Rotten <laughs> I can tell you exactly is? what it is. It's a 0%. Zero. zero. Is, it, is it a zero? It's a zero, and the audience yeah. score should be like 11 or something. That it's is 11. too generous. Yeah. So Here's just what think... the monster looks like. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go have that up in the corner. He's, he's our it looks guest like on Mitch this McConnell. week's uh, he's actually talking exactly like McConnell did. You know? <laughs> Just staring off. <laughs> In the Just space. spooky. It only has eight reviews also. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well it was it okay, so it's produced by WWE, which nobody knows. The star the star is Hornswoggle. Repla- that dude? Yeah, that's Hornswoggle replacing Warwick Davis. Um Josh is like, immediately no. Immediately no. <laughs> I'm just saying. And it was also made for sci-fi. I feel like this is disrespectful to sci-fi because sci-fi is, has put out some bangers. I know. This is not Three-headed it. shark. Land sharks. Um, <laughs> uh, what's the other one? Sandnado. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, this was just... So just for context, you know, we watched Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. It had a 3% score. And a 53% audience. So this is 0 and 11. <laughs> so there's like no appreciation whatsoever. Up, huh? <laughs> Not at all. From anybody, including me. <laughs> the only Leprechaun fan in the world. 
Yeah. Eight. Only yeah. eight people reviewed it, so ten people <laughs> in all have watched it. <laughs> I just want to so, say, the fact that WWE produced this just tells me everything I need to know about Vince that Vince McMahon was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's good shit. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what he would say. And this is why he needs to die. <laughs> retire. Golly. <laughs> for good. Oh, thanks for the resub, Kevin. Welcome in. So, like with this movie, it's it basically just it's a two couples. They're in Ireland. They're backpacking. They meet some dude, some sketchy dude in a bar. Also, that dude was in Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, he was the the brother. And that I feel was like this is such a step backwards for him. Yes. He's the one that farted on the glass in uh, Freddy vs. Yes. Jason. Good stuff. <laughs> like when. When people get scripts for movies and, you know, they want to sign on, like, who read this and was like, man, I got to be in this movie? Like, Somebody this that needed be... to pay that light bill. Well, let me let me tell you what it was, Brian. The script had a big old WWE logo at the top. And that's, they were like, yeah, we're going to do this. <laughs> says, the girl on the top right's kind of hot. Is she single? Oh, uh, yeah. That, her name is Hornswoggle. She's a leprechaun. Watch out. She'll eat your face. So like it that's not even a leprechaun like no look at <laughs> it's like a it, it looks like um, the creature from the descent right like, yes like, like a low budget exactly. but it also <laughs> yeah. had heat vision for some reason what <laughs> yeah it had heat vision and it walks Don't on fart four legs a leprechaun he'll find you <laughs> yeah <laughs> he walks on four legs like a like an animal so it's not even like, you know, a walking, talking leprechaun. Also, the whole point of, like, the leprechaun is his, like, his quips, yeah. And he's witty. And mm-hmm. he's funny. And he's got what? great kills. Like, it, like This guy, he also has way too many teeth in his head. Or not enough, you, depending on where, you, where you're looking at. <laughs> you rarely even see the creature. Whatever the fuck it's supposed to be. Because that's not a leprechaun. I'm not calling no. it a leprechaun. It's not. <laughs> And like I don't, I, I'm exactly I storm. The leprechaun did kill a guy with a bong, and that is top tier. <laughs> this one just bites people, apparently. Oh no, he yeah, he did it. have that one good kill where he ripped that dude's spine out, and that was it. That was, and it actually looked pretty decent. It didn't look, you know, super cheap and cheesy. Um. Just the whole movie was cheap and cheesy, though. Like I didn't understand half of it because, like they, they're taking the these the guy they meet in the bar or whatever. They take him to this cabin in the woods, and it's just a house, not even a yeah. cabin, but whatever. With a and, little trap door on the front. <laughs> yeah, it has a trap door, and then the leprechaun shows up, or the creature shows up, and they start shooting at it, but you can't see what it is. They're like, "Oh, it's wild boars," and the two couples are like, "Oh, okay, cool. We're still gonna stay here." Like, no, motherfucker, we got to go. <laughs> Like, there's something trying to eat us already. And, like, he's obsessed with gold, obviously. But who the fuck has a gold tongue ring? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I didn't even see the tongue ring. Who had the gold tongue ring? The chick from Manifest. Okay. (laughs) That's what I was going to get at. That's what I figured. (laughs) And he, like, rips it out. Like... Uh... So he's obsessed with gold, you know, obviously, but then he takes the dude's watch that he has or whatever, he leaves it for him, I guess, as a token saying that these people are here or whatever. But why <laughs> lock him in the house? Like, if you're having to, like, feed this creature, 
At one point in the movie, they just tie him to a tree. Why didn't they just do that to begin with? They had guns. Why go through the trouble of showing them this house? Why not just kidnap them? Like, you're already way out in the country and be like, all right, go. we're going to go tie you to a tree now. And the movie's over. No, we lock him in this house for no reason. They could no have made that reason. part so much more funny. Like, the piercing thing. Rip out a dude's gold Prince Albert. Look, you guys can <laughs> talk. With his dangle attached. Y'all can that say would be funny. all the negative things you want about Warwick Davis, but if he was in the Nobody movie, it would have been hilarious. Nobody thinks anything badly about him. It's the fact that you love him so much. I can't You're help so it. You're so loyal to this man. Uh, just look at him. He's cute. Stop. Don't cry about it. <laughs> oh, crap. I won't do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what happened in the movie, and I just watched it. I, I same. <laughs> I'm glad we're it's not so doing a walkthrough. Bad. No, because there's no way. Like they get to the thing, and then the thing shows up, and then the thing dude gets bit on the leg. How is he still out. running? By the way. Like, oh yeah, because he got bit, he, his leg was almost bit off, right? <laughs> yeah, and he's just running like. And then like they they leave him behind to die, and then later on in the movie that dude with the with the busted leg tries to escape and they're all like, Oh, don't leave us. I'm like, fuck y'all. Y'all left me 20 minutes ago. Right. Like, I'm leaving y'all here tied to these trees. Did everybody so, die except for the one chick? At yeah. The end? Well, yeah, I mean, right. I know that you didn't exactly finish it. So I'll go ahead and no. tell you what happens at the end. So she's <laughs> running away from him. Um, the sun is out now. Uh, so she's like on a grave with these gold coins she throws them up and she's like, fuck you, Lucky Charms, and slices his head off. So she's, you know, walking away and then all of a sudden it pans back and like in the field there's like four creatures going through the grass to get her. So there's more than one apparently. So is this supposed to be like a prequel to all of them or a reboot or... Allegedly, it's supposed to be a prequel, but it has nothing to do with anything. Like, yeah, how no. does little little leprechaun man come from that? <laughs> right? How do you so start bad. off so stereotypical and then be like, "Well, actually, leprechauns come in all shapes and sizes." <laughs> like, how progressive? Right? We hate it. Go back to the original. Get out of I our small the, town. <laughs> I love the stereotypes of this movie too, because the chick that pulls up in the car, the old lady, is just sitting there with like a case full of like whiskey. In Welcome to Ireland. In Ireland. Irish. Yeah. The guy's Whiskey's driving the, the car. Whiskey. He's like, give me another beer. <laughs> when in oh, Ireland, I guess. And at the bar, they're all drinking Guinness. <laughs> yeah. Out of a... Out of, it's, so it's so bad. They the filmed this in the so studio terrible. in Florida. <laughs> NXT Studios. <laughs> <laughs> this It actually came out before the Performance Center was made. You didn't have to say that. Yeah. It's 2014 is when it came out. Yahweh! Because I hadn't watched it since we watched it way back then, but yeah. I didn't think it was that long ago. It was so bad. Brian, you want to go ahead and give a score? Because, uh... Uh, did zero. Like, I'm just... This zero? wasn't even, like... like <laughs> I didn't even it's on that. the same par of, you know, like, the bad movies. Like, we did, you know, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. But I enjoyed that, because it was funny, over the there top. There are good, stupid. bad movies. There are bad movies yeah. that you can at least enjoy and laugh about. See where they were coming from. This movie makes no sense. Not at all. They're, like it's it's no. just bad. It's like Troll Two bad. It's not even funny. It's <laughs> Meanwhile, just he's bad. like, we should watch Troll Two. <laughs> well, obviously, <laughs> it's like but the like, most popular bad movie. Yeah, and like this one, they it tried to take itself seriously. Winnie the Pooh, it did not clearly. 
that we um, know of like maybe it did i don't know <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah maybe they tried and they just failed at that what too. was that movie with kane in it oh see no evil That's that was good. an actual good movie that is good so wwe has produced some good movies right so see no evil is good but then you have this and like the chaperone <laughs> with triple h i don't even know what that is the marine 227 how many of Something those like are they oh, yeah they they gave up john cena and now it's somebody else <laughs> It was, it was the, the Miz. Miz yeah, it was the Miz, <laughs> and I think uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. was in there one time. Good Lord. Like, nobody didn't knows they, who that is. Didn't they do another horror movie? They did See No Evil. I want to say they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, it? it had Brodus Clay in it. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I can't either. Brodus it wasn't Clay. good, though. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. The funk master? Mr. <laughs> right Wing himself, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was bad. What's your rating, Zoe? Oh, I hate it. If I could give it a negative, I would. <laughs> this movie That's doesn't even zero. deserve to have, like, a special character for, no. the, for the scale. I give so it an actual zero. leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> no. Leprechauns are cooler than this movie. Okay. This is zero, straight up. I'm not even going to say... Nothing. You're leave. not even. It's stupid. Not even going to try to defend <laughs> this sucked. one. Huh? No, not at all. It was stupid. WWE should never make movies anymore ever again. <laughs> Ugh. That's hilarious. And then and we next, also watched a bunch of fairies. <laughs> fairies, fawns, and fascists. Pan's Labyrinth. Yes, Peter Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Peter Pan's so the IMD, IMDB has a lot of like, um, I guess, fun facts, and there's so many little things about this movie that. So apparently, <clears throat> Guillermo del Toro did all of the subtitles for the movie because he didn't want the Spanish to be translated in a in a bad way because I guess apparently a lot of movies can be translated in a way that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But he had no control over the translation of the title because he it was supposed to be titled The Fawn's Labyrinth. Yeah. And he was like, oh, that's not Pan. That's not the mythological uh, creature Pan. He was like, I don't know why. It's called Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> has nothing to do, even though he looks just like Pan, the fawn. Yeah. Has nothing to do with it. And I'm like, okay, you were over all that other stuff, but not that. Which, at the end of the movie, it does give the actual title in Spanish, but I don't remember. It was the fawn's labyrinth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't remember the, the word. And apparently he had this written out, and then he left it in the back of a cab. And the cab driver found it like a couple years later and returned it to him. Dang. So. I couldn't even think of anything like crazy to make up about it and be like, actually. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this, about worms. but <laughs> Guillermo del Toro's dad was kidnapped. <laughs> See previous episode for that. <laughs> if you're interested in that crazy story. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally true and I didn't make it up. And it, me telling saying this makes oh, it seem also, like I did. <laughs> so Doug Jones, who plays the Fawn and the Pale Man. And Abe Sapien. Uh-huh. Um, was the only person on set who didn't speak Spanish. But he learned all of his... I was going to say. All of his um, lines he learned in Spanish. And all of Ophelia's lines he learned in Spanish. That way he knew when to, like, say his lines. Yeah. But then in the end, they used uh, another actor to go over his lines. So it's not him actually talking in the movie. Hmm. So, but it is his, his actual mouth movement. It's, it's right? him moving and everything. It's it's him, but it's not his Uh Doug his Jones voice. is the Baron from What We Do in the Shadows, and if you haven't watched, you need to. Cause... You know what would be a good like um, celebrity death match? Would be um, Doug Jones versus uh, 
uh, what's his name? Uh, Andy, Andrew, and Andy Circus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got the two creatures. Creatures. Yeah. You're like one's a gorilla and one's like a merman. <laughs> I want to see that. I, I don't think there's a, a movie or a. I'm not gonna say a movie. I'm gonna say a movie role that Doug Jones has done bad at. No, it's um, so it's like effortless. Yeah, it's like he doesn't go over the top with his acting, and he doesn't make you like, oh, yep, he's he's being a whatever he's being. It's just so like he becomes that person, or that thing, or that creature. Um, and he was also in uh, Brian's favorite Halloween movie, Hocus Pocus. That's true. <laughs> it all comes um, back to you, Brian. Yep. All the things you do. <clears throat> he was also the creature in The Shape of Water, which is a beautiful movie that Brian hasn't seen for whatever reason. It is great. Yeah, I've never seen it. I had no interest in that one. I don't know why. I just didn't. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I cried. I cried so hard. Yeah, that, so um, I don't know yeah. why, before we started this movie, I was confused. Because I was like, <laughs> David Bowie's not in this movie. <laughs> Got your baby. There's no bulge. <laughs> they took um, your baby. And then also, I, I was like, okay, now I remember this movie. It's a kid's movie. No, and I was like, why are we not. reviewing a kid's movie? And then I saw that it was rated R. And I was very confused, and I thought, "What is happening here?" I don't know. I guess the the cover is very like whimsical, and and you think, "Oh, fairies," and you know all these fun yeah, things. Fairy tale. There's a kid in it. It must be a kid's movie. It's oh, yeah. not. You can't have fairies in a small town. No. Try that in a small town. <laughs> See how far you make it. <laughs> make it to the Walmart after nine o'clock. You know that Tyler Childers be singing about fairies. That's right. In a small town. Not Tyler Childers. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, uh, sorry. We got a little oh, lost. Um, that's okay. So Pan's Labyrinth is not a children's Pan's movie. Labyrinth. It is very oh. violent and very sad. It is so sad. And if you can't read, get out of that small town because neither can I. Yeah. It's very hard it was, for me to yeah, watch this it movie. It was very hard for me to keep up because I was trying to read and I can't even. If you have children in your house, you cannot watch this. Not because it's violent. They can see that. But they're going to ask you a thousand questions. You're going to stop reading and you're going to be lost. Yeah. Uh, Labyrinth is a good movie as well, even though everybody else here hates it. I hate Labyrinth. I love Pan. <laughs> never seen it. Never seen it. Um, I don't think Labyrinth should be for kids, though, because of that bulge. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. This is the first. Everybody's um, got to have one of those sexual awakening movies. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Kids, watch Labyrinth. Anyways, <laughs> this was the first time I watched Pan's Labyrinth. Oh man, it's been how old is this movie? When did this come? Two thousand six. It's the first time I've ever seen it. Yeah, this has been. It's probably been ten years or more since I've seen it. Um, but the Rotten Tomato score is critic score is a ninety five percent. And the audience score, higher or lower? Lower. I want to say higher, but I know audience are stupid, so yeah. it's probably lower. They dinged it for having to read. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Uh, it's 91%, so it's still in the 90s. Was, yes, that's not much lower, though. I mean, it's still yeah. good. It's better than um, what they give horror movies that are actually good, so there's that. That's Unlike very the Leprechaun cool. Origins Zero. <laughs> well, I feel like Which anything is... that has his name attached to it, people are going into it expecting more. And other movies that are not, I mean, scary movies, when they go in to judge it, they're obviously already in the mindset of, it's just a horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Although, I mean, like, there's so many great horror directors that make great movies that make you think. And Well, I feel like that's because with Generations Past, um, 
it wasn't seen that way, but with no. like people our age or Brian's age, forty years from now, <laughs> <laughs> they're obviously uh, in a different mindset. And I mean, most people that we know are people our age are. I mean, we enjoy horror movies more than we enjoy other movies. I think it's most mostly the social commentary on the time period that you're in. Yeah. That makes me yeah. enjoy them more. Shit, that was deep. We sound like professionals. <laughs> this right. isn't a sophisticated podcast, so please stay. That's, yeah. that's what annoys me, too, about when people critique horror movies now. They're like, oh, social justice. or It's like, no, have you not watched any horror movie ever? Like, like they literally all yeah. speak on something. It's Dracula, it may not Frankenstein. Be, it may not be as in your face as some movies are today with some of those that right. stuff but it's but it's there it's it's always been mary there. shelley like, i mean we don't we can go into so much detail oh, about yeah, these mary things. shelley alone yeah on mary shelley i mean but people are like what do you mean yeah, <laughs> gay people that'll exist be... now they didn't ever before <laughs> not <laughs> a small a good town God. good discussion coming maybe in like october when we get towards halloween we can talk oh, about sure. all the underlying stuff but as far as Pan's Labyrinth, just a quick synopsis. So uh, it's set in 1944. Um, the Allies have invaded Nazi-held Europe. In Spain, a troop of soldiers are sent to a remote forest to flush out the rebels. Um, and basically the story follows an 11-year-old girl named Ophelia. And Ophelia witnesses her stepfather's sadistic brutality and is drawn into Pan's Labyrinth, a magical world of mythical beings. Can we talk about uh, Pan's well? Because <laughs> I was expecting more of a maze, and uh, yeah, that was, was a well. Yeah. <laughs> I was, well until the very end, I was like, oh, okay, there's the maze. Yeah, I guess the maze was at the end. I don't know, um, I just felt like it, it would be more prominent. Because I was like, well, I would definitely go in that well, too. I would be I would be interested. They didn't show a lot of the maze, but, I mean, it showed her enter- entering into the maze and then going through it. But, yeah, and then, yeah, she was just kind of at the well. Like, all right, here you go. We're here. <laughs> I've been in corn mazes that are more difficult, but okay. Yeah, it like, it was like just one path. Like, it wasn't yeah. really a maze. It was just, <laughs> just had some she's walls. really up. good. <laughs> she found it on her own. <laughs> all right, so just kind of a breakdown. So I'm cheating, so... Chat GPT is the greatest thing ever because all you have to do is type in a scene <laughs> breakdown and it'll give you everything you need to know. So and that's all we need, really. So it starts off the movie opening uh, opens up and it's telling the story of a fairy tale of a princess of the underworld who has basically escaped and has returned to the human world. And then you're introduced to Ophelia and her mom. And they are traveling to meet her mom's new husband, who is this captain uh, in Spain. And they arrive at the little stronghold that they're watching to get these rebels out of the uh, country. So, what'd you think of uh, old captain when you first met him? Did he uh, seem shaped from the fucking the beginning? Yeah, like just it, on upon first viewing this his face, I was like, "This dude's an asshole," and I just want him to die. Right? He grabbed her by yeah. the arm, and I was like, "You let her go, you dick!" I hated him so much. I just want to point out, Brian, that the the girl that plays Ophelia is twenty nine years old now. <laughs> God, ouch! Wow. Yeah, talk about making me feel old. Yeah, well, that's the point. That's why we're here doing this podcast. Make you feel old. Right. <laughs> Come back next week and do the same shit. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, the so, captain, he's... Yeah, captain he's a douchebag. What a dick. Yeah. Because, like... Which, when, I mean, I guess he should be. He's a fascist, well, you know, captain. Yeah. But, what a dick. Because <laughs> they're even talking about... Uh, on the car ride up to the mill house or wherever that they're staying, they're like, you know, you need to call him dad. And she's like, he's not my dad. I feel he's talking about, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to call him the captain. She don't want to because her father was killed during the war um, yeah. and he was like a tailor and that's how his mom met the captain was her first husband was making like his clothes and stuff because he was a tailor so you find that out in one of the scenes but they arrive at the mill house and she encounters like this little uh, it, I guess it's almost like a praying mantis I don't know if that was that what it was yeah yeah yeah, it yeah. fluttered in a very gross way yeah it, it was made very like nasty a... looking uh, I just want to point out like... <laughs> I did not like it from the beginning of meeting Ophelia, she is always reading some some kind of fantasy book. Yes. And everyone, well, not everyone, her mom and the captain or whatever he is, always tell her to stop reading. Mm-hmm. Like, the oppression from, from that alone is just and ridiculous. And I, I think she was like 9 or 10 in this movie. Yeah. Um, but it's like, she sees this bug and she's like, a fairy, and I'm like, you ain't I'm, never been in the woods, girl. That's a bug. <laughs> if it was our kids seeing it, they'd be screaming. <laughs> but the, yeah, it was like a praying mantis type uh, stick bug situation. Very big and very gross. Yeah. And it visits her later on in the movie um, when she's laying in bed reading one of her stories and she shows it a picture of a fairy and it transforms into this fairy and that leads her to Pan's Labyrinth. Yes. Into the well where she meets Fawn. Oh, um, her mom is pregnant. We haven't mentioned that. Yes, yeah, her yes, mom her mom is, is pregnant. Heavily with pregnant. With, and it's like, with, as soon as they get there, he's like, oh, you need to sit in a wheelchair. And he's already, like, so... Controlling. Con- controlling, but it's like yeah. he doesn't care about her. He only cares about his unborn son. Which, and he's not even sure that it's a son. Yeah, just the doctor's assuming like, how do you know is? it's a boy? Because, hello, yeah. it's 1944. We don't know. No ultrasounds here. Yeah. Yeah. And he's basically like, I just know. I, I know. And then uh, I can't remember the uh, the other lady's name. Oh my god! Um, I just had ma- it. Ma- uh, something with an M. Mercedes. Mercedes. Yes, she's basically like, well, I guess like a nanny type. She runs basically everything. Like she's in this charge of everyone there. This town is very there. like Downton Abbey. Yeah, it's very like <laughs> cute little town right in the middle of the woods. You'd never find it. You'd never yeah. know they were at war. <laughs> No. Except everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Until everything starts blowing up. So you meet you meet Mercedes. She's basically taking care of Ophelia and her mom. Um, she's also like the head cook and does everything for the captain. Um, her brother and her... Is it her husband? I think are part of the I resistance. I think so, yeah. Are part of, so. Yeah, it's like husband... Upon uh, initially meeting her, I'm like, man, if she dies, I'm going to be pissed. Because <laughs> she was just the nicest person to uh, Ophelia. Yeah, yeah nice she was lady. the polar opposite of the captain. And somewhat of her mom, yeah. her mom as well. Because she didn't necessarily encourage her to read, but she didn't discourage her to read. Because she was talking about when she was young, she believed in all kind of stuff, like fairies and all that stuff. Yeah. Too, but she doesn't really anymore. Um, and then once uh, the fairy leads Ophelia to meet the fawn, um, 
she has to be the fine. The fines, uh, we'll call them the fines. Meets fine. Hey. And he basically tells her that she is the princess that escaped um, to the human world from the underworld and that she has to complete three tasks and she will be permitted to come back as their princess. So She's initially... Yeah, so initially in that you're thinking, is this real or is it something that she's made up in her brain to help her cope with the situation of being at war in the middle of it in that town? Yeah, with everything that she's got going on with her new father and, you know, her mom uh, is having, her mom's having a very difficult pregnancy too. Um, So she's always bedridden. Um, So yeah, is it just a fantasy that she's created in her head because of the stories that she reads or is it an actual and also thing how that she's the, the fawn is like kind of like menacing he looks he was yeah, scary terrifying. you also think like uh are they kind of trying to trick her or you know right do they is really he, mean well or is he trying to like start basically yeah like because when you hear underworld you're assuming all right you're going to hell. Like, hell i'm gonna yeah. drag you to hell girl <laughs> So is he actually, you know, trustworthy? Is he trustworthy? He moves very too. He does. The creature design um, was great. Like Top the fawn looked great. Um, the way he moved and would just kind of like randomly like shake and the, it was just awkward the way he walked and stuff. Um, but where are we at now? So the first task is the first task. No. The pale man, that's not the first task. No, first no, task is second. the frog. Yeah, the, the toad in yeah. the tree. Oh. Frog in the tree. So they got this out of order. So the first task is the toad. So she has to. <laughs> he said they got this out of order. It's just <laughs> yeah. Chat GPT. <laughs> Chat GPT's got us out of order. I'll tell you what, really. Yeah, one job, so, damn it. <laughs> so, so Fawn tells her of three tasks. So the first task is she has to go to a tree um, that's supposedly a magical tree, and there's a giant frog that lives in this tree. And he's killing it, and he's basically just living off the bug. So she has to go down and retrieve a key and feed this frog, what, three stones or something, and it'll regurg- yeah. it regurgitates the key. Um, one thing about this scene is it's set up. Um, she's getting ready to have the like their first yeah, big first dinner. Dinner, dinner um, party. With, with the captain and a bunch of military people and people from the town. And so her mom makes her this brand new dress. She has these brand new shoes. She's like, make sure you don't get anything dirty. And obviously <laughs> she goes to this giant tree and it's nothing but caked in mud. Let me tell so you, it's like as marsh a mom, mud, yeah. I was like, yes. Ophelia, damn it. You could have took that off. And she, I mean, I guess she did. She took out the outer layer she of the did. dress. But I'm she like, God, you know you're going into a toad's lair. Yeah, and uh, as, I'm not gonna change. As somebody who doesn't like to get dirty at whatsoever, my God, I was. Josh was like this the whole time. Because <laughs> it's not like she's just a little dirty. She's got mud, head to toe. And oh, also, this toad is humongous. He's like the size of a couch. Yeah, yeah, it's a gigantic toad. It's so she takes big. off her dress. Her shoes are completely ruined from the get go because it's just nothing but like mud. So she leaves her dress. As soon as she goes into uh, the tree, the wind picks up, so it's getting ready to storm. You see the dress. So she goes in. She finds the toad. As she's crawling through the mud, all these giant bugs are, like, crawling all over, and, you know, she's just trying to wipe them off and just making things worse. 
encounters the toad. Um, toad starts eating the bugs off of her face, which is gross in it's itself. So gross. Um, and the bugs, when they roll up, they look like the stones, so she gets the idea of tricking the toad into eating the stones out of her hand with the bug. And then he turns inside out, which is pretty cool visual. <laughs> Yeah, it was it very was, cool. It was really but cool, gross. but I'm like, how lucky for you that that key was right on top of all yeah, that cute. Instead of having to dig <laughs> through it. And also, like, it deflated like a toy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just like, <laughs> I hated it. I hated every second of it. So she got so the much. gold key. She comes out of the tree, and her dress has blown off the branch into a giant mud pile and it is pouring down rain so her dress yeah. is completely ruined also though the dress looked like it had deteriorated like it was just completely it was breaking yeah, it apart was... like it, and i thought well, was she yeah in whenever the tree she for longer than i don't know i thought maybe she went through some freaking time warp or something so because... when she goes into the tree like the the camera pans over to the dress and like part of the ribbon is starting to come off already yeah so yeah yeah I'm like, was it so, i mean it was of... the 40s so <laughs> Pretty poorly made. it out of sugar. We can just probably blame it on <laughs> blame it on her mom for making a cheap dress that wouldn't. Damn it, mom! You bedridden woman. <laughs> How dare you be pregnant and bedridden and not make a good dress? <laughs> While she's in the tree doing all this, back at the uh, mill house, all the guests are starting to arrive for <laughs> the uh, for the. That's what it says. Yeah. I know. It's just what it is. Simpsons. Um, they are all starting to arrive all the guests and they're asking where Ophelia is. Nobody can find her. Um, her mom gets to the table and like the captain standing outside. And even in the beginning, he's standing outside with his, with this pocket watch and it pocket watch has meaning. Um, we'll get to that in a minute, but yeah, they show up late and he's irritated. Like everything has to be on time for this guy. So Ophelia doesn't make the dinner. Uh, Mercedes ends up going out to look for her and sees yeah, her coming down. Her finds her coming back from her little escapade covered in mud gets her cleaned up <laughs> just mud yeah Ugh. just mud everywhere um basically she gets sent up, to what's up she gets sent to bed um thanks for stopping no... in dream raven yep thank you dream raven um let's see where we're we at Lost uh, oh, she, gets... uh, she, she came back from dinner. They're all eating dinner. And what was funny about the dinner scene is they're they're going through talking about how they're having to ration everything for this for this town and for these people. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, they can be really greed. Like they're talking about greed and all this stuff. And like, there's this giant lavish dinner out in front of them. And oh yeah, yeah. and they uh... need to be. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, and they found like rabbits or something because I think we missed that part where those two dudes were like hunting oh God, for yeah. food for their um, daughter slash sisters. Was that before or after? Yeah, they were. That was they before. Caught these, they caught these what they thought were rebels were hunting rabbits. Yeah, that's right. And, and then uh, they just the straight captain. killed them, like yeah, beat them he to beat death. Him in the fa- and that was the first like with shock. A, for yeah, me, with a bottle. I'm like, no, this is definitely not for kids. Because yeah. he got beat and his face just went poof. Caved in. It was ugh. It was brutal. And what was crazy is, like, they turned out they were actually just, just hunting, hunting rabbits. Rabbit. Yeah. And he was and like, next time, make sure. Like, you were still going to kill him. Yeah, he killed him basically out of anger because his troops or whatever didn't do their uh, investigation and find out. <laughs> yeah, their due diligence. So he kills those two just out of spite, basically. 
um and then it goes into the next stuff but yeah so right then and there you see how brutal this guy is just outside of being a complete dick to his new wife um he's just killing and people her left daughter. right <sighs> yeah and her daughter he I doesn't really spend a lot of time with her yeah no, he doesn't really spend a lot of time with her because he's you know the doctor comes in and they're like you know she needs to be bedridden the daughter needs to sleep somewhere else and the cab's like i'll sleep down here i don't want to be anywhere around it anyway Right. Um, like, all right, well, well he made it very cool. clear from the get-go that he was only interested in uh the son yeah his son yeah. and you know extending his family name and all yeah. that you know bullshit yeah. which um uh, this is where the watch comes in right i think so so that he's he's preparing or he's repairing his watch i think that's right that's the scene right before i think he goes and kills the two uh the two hunters hunters yeah um, so yeah he's repairing this watch and it's it's his dad's watch and his the reason why it was broken is when his dad was killed he stopped the time so his son would always know when he died and this guy's yeah. such an asshole that he fixed his dad's watch because <laughs> he's talking about that at the dinner scene um he talks yeah. about how his dad was you know a great military guy or whatever but you can tell like they didn't have a solid relationship either so it's kind of where he gets i guess the he kind of like did. brushed off the conversation like maybe his dad wasn't the greatest person yeah and like, like he, he had no like respect for him because he died in war or something yeah that could be it too that's probably more more accurate there that he was just didn't have any respect for him because he was killed instead of you know surviving like like he's the survivor yeah, um and, and then so, there's and one of the guys was telling the story about the watch, and then he, at the end of it, he was like, "Well, he didn't even have a watch." Yeah, yeah, he Meanwhile, denied. He's, it's he's got the watch in his hand, you know. Yeah, but no one knows that that's the watch that, you know, his dad had. So yeah, he tells him like, "Nope, it's a lie." Um, and then we go to a scene. I think you get your first uh, introduction to the resistance, um, the rebels. They see. Oh, the smoke. Uh, yeah, yeah, a the smoke, smoke, and then smoke the... coming from uh, the woods. So they all ride out and try to figure out where these rebels are, and they're still there. Um, they're just hiding. So he calls them all cowards, and they ride off. Um, and then that's when you kind of start to figure out that Mercedes is trying yeah. to steal medicine for her father, whose leg has been injured and. In I guess some sort of battle or whatever that may have happened to him. Yeah, because uh, the the commander dude finds the um, antibiotic. Yes, yeah. sitting by the uh, by the fire. Um, then we go back to Ophelia, who has to complete her next task. So she goes back to Fawn, tells him that she has the key, um, and he sets her off onto uh, her net her next task, which is the Pellman. Yeah, and he um, gives her chalk. Yep, and he gives her a piece of chalk um, and gives her strict rules that she will see a table and a spread of all these delicious foods and drinks, but do not eat, do not drink, do not do anything, and you'll be fine. Um, so she goes to where the pale man is, and this creature was creepy as hell. Like, yeah, he looked almost. just like Mitch McConnell. Just also, like yeah, there's so Mitch McConnell, he's popping off today. <laughs> he's everywhere but where uh, he needs to be. 
Like, the crazy thing about the creature, you know, is it's just sitting there with his hands on the table and a plate of eyeballs in front of it. Uh, with that yep. Mitch McConnell skin just hanging down. <laughs> and the face. Yeah, his mouth so gross looking. Yeah, he's just like, this pale, white, demon-looking thing. Yeah, and they have, like, all the pictures, like, on in the um, the room of him, like, eating babies and stabbing babies and, and yeah. eating kids and whatnot. Yeah, it's very obvious that he likes to munch on children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she comes into the room where he is, um, and she has this key, and there's, like, these three little locks on the wall, and she has to What's retrieve essentially a dagger. So all she's got, there's three, I think, little fairies that are basically leading her through this. Oh, yeah, because they're uh, the fawn's uh, pets. Yeah, she gives, yeah, that's right. The fawn gives uh, her his pets. Um, so while they're down there, they're trying to get her to open one door, and she's like, nope, it's not that one. It's this one. She unlocks it, pulls out the dagger. As she's leaving, her eye is starting to catch uh, the food on the table, and so she picks up a grape, and all the little fairies are trying to pull it away from her. Yeah, they're like, her. no, 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 no. <laughs> she was like, we'll do the fuck out of here. I'm about to eat this <laughs> yeah. grape. Yeah. But like, she this table grape. had so much food on it. Yeah. It was insane. So much. I probably would have ate it. I ain't even gonna lie. That grape looked like scrumptious. I'd have been it ate a lot of pale delicious. man. I ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> that grape was crunchy. That was the biggest grape I've ever seen. I know. I was like, yeah. is that a plum? No, it's a grape. Yeah. <laughs> she ate the grape. So then the pale man starts to move and he picks up the eyeballs, puts them in his hands. Yeah, in the palms. Yeah, in the palms of his hands. Um, so this is, you know, he walks around like this. And that's what I always See? thought of whenever I thought of this movie. I'd never yeah. seen it, but obviously that's the image. Well, like, based on the marketing and stuff, I guess in America, you would think that the movie dealt mostly with the Pale Man. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. did. Even yeah, though the phone was much more prominent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you only get the Pale Man in this scene. <clears throat> so she eats the grape. Um, Pale Man's coming to life behind her. She's still trying to continue to eat grapes, and the fairies are trying to warn her that the Pale Man's coming. I think she ends up hearing him, turns around, and sees him. Um, and oh my the God! Fairies... He has the smallest legs in the world. He's smallest leg day for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> giant hands, opposite of of Trump. Um, giant hands, <laughs> not tiny hands. Um, tiny <laughs> legs. I've never got a good look at Mitch's. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about Mitch's He's hands. He's hiding them behind that podium. So Mitch McConnell comes awake and uh, yeah. <laughs> eats the children. That makes so much sense. Basically, yeah, that's very true. So the fairies start attacking the Pell Man. The Pell Man, using his hands to see him, catches them, bites their heads off, all uh, except for one. Two of them, yeah. Gets two of them. Um, so Ophelia with the chalk, she has basically she had to draw a door to get into uh, this room with the Pell Man, and there's a timer. So as she's running from the Pell Man, the timer runs out. So now she's got to try to... She's panicking, trying to draw a new door. The chalk breaks. She eventually draws the door on the ceiling and escapes back into... Uh, but I mean, like, if she wouldn't have ate the grape, she would have been fine. Exactly. She stalled so much. <laughs> yes. Like, she even if she would have ate the grape and ran, she would have been fine. But she ate it, stood she there for... She ran, grabbed the grapes off the table, the whole bowl, <laughs> yeah. and just kept going. And just... <laughs> I'm starting to think this is your fault, Ophelia. <laughs> It's definitely her fault. Um, but she is just a kid, though, so we do need to remember that. <laughs> so... That's true. That doesn't matter. This is a movie. You have to do everything right. Um, true. So the second task is complete. She now has the dagger. Um, her mom is still having a 
super horrible time with this pregnancy, so Fawn comes to Ophelia and tells her to put a mandrake root in milk underneath the bed and continue to give it milk, and it'll help with and, her mom's pregnancy. And two drops of blood a day. Yeah, and two drops of blood. That's the other thing. So Ophelia starts to do this, and her mom starts to get better. Um, like, so much better, it seems. Yeah. Brian, is that your cat? I think so. Yeah. It's outside the door just crying, <laughs> trying to get in right now. So loud. I was like, is yeah. that a mandrake crying? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it was a good yeah, time. I got a mandrake. I got a mandrake under the desk here. Just keep me uh, Cat's sane. Cat's like, milk. <laughs> and oh, blood. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's what he wants is milk and blood for sure for sure um, don't forget the blood though <laughs> I can't remember what caused Fawn to tell her that he was no longer allowed to com- try to complete the third task oh because she didn't listen and ate the grapes he said you okay, didn't, you didn't uh, follow the rules we can't do this anymore you lose Yes, and you'll yeah. never see us again so Fawn leaves, disappears for a while. Things start getting worse. Um, there's a scene with her mother, or she's upstairs with her mother, and she's trying to feed the mandrake the milk and drops the uh, the tray, makes a loud noise. So the captain comes up, is trying to figure out what's going on. Um, Ophelia's trying to look under the bed. He sees that, and or no, yeah, that's what happens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, anyway. You're skipping way ahead, but yeah. Am I skipping way ahead? Yeah, because um, they find they find uh, the brother and they torture him before all that happens. Oh wait, that's right. They do. They capture, but that wasn't her brother, though, right? No. That, I'm, still, was I'm still unsure. She thought that she was trying to see if it was because she ends yeah. up meeting her brother later. So that they end up capturing some of the rebels. She's trying to see if it's uh, her brother, and it's it's not. It's just another uh, rebel soldier, but he stutters. And so the captain makes him a deal after they continuously beat him. Like, hey, if you can count to three without stuttering, I'll let you go. And the guy's very sus- suspect of this. Like, I don't believe you. And Cap's like, no, dead serious. You do this. So obviously he counts. He gets <laughs> the serious. one, two out. And gets the three and stutters. And he's murdered. Pretty violently. Well, they they, he, they go get the doctor to come in to, like, treat him so that he doesn't die. But he did talk a little. Um, when the doctor yeah. comes in there, his hand is, like, split all the yeah. way down, so he's got two pieces. All like, the way it's gross. It's so gross. Yeah. And this is where we find like out. The hammer. Yeah. And this yeah. is where we find out that the doctor is helping the resistance because. Um, yes. The doctor comes in and he's like, "I talked. I'm sorry. Kill me." Yeah. So the doctor so um, gives him morphine, I assume, to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Um, or he told him it would at least numb the pain. So then the captain comes back and the guy's dead. And he's like, why did you do that? And he's like, I don't listen to you. Like, I didn't think it was right. He was suffering type deal. So he's trying to make it to where he's not being completely obvious that he's helping this guy. Yeah. Um, so he walks out of the um, the building and then they shoot him in the back of the head. Yep. Shoot him in the back of the head. That's my assumption because he was doing like facial things. Yeah, like shoot him, and he's yeah, he's still trying to <laughs> he's still trying to walk away, and he collapses. Um, 
Which was so sad. It was, but right after that happens is when uh, Ophelia's mom starts to bleed out and she's going into labor. Yeah. Because that he then Ophelia goes to get the captain and they run upstairs and she's bleeding out because now the mandrake root is dead because the the mom threw it it in the uh, fire. Threw it into the fire. Yep. Now she's she's starting to bleed out, so she goes gets uh, Ophelia goes and gets the captain. They come upstairs. Um, the next scene is Ophelia and the captain sitting outside the room, um, and the mom has died during childbirth, and the captain does not care. He's just like, "What about my son? Just save my son." And that's Which, what they do. Honestly, yeah, this, he just walks out yeah. and goes, "Your wife is dead." Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, okay. where that baby is?" My... Yep, and he gets Which, his son. In in like as the movie's going on, it's like it's not really that sad of a moment for everybody else but Ophelia. And like as an audience, I feel like the way that she was treating her made it less sad for us because you know of those things. Still and sad, the, but also but they, I mean, the mom was just like, "Listen, girl, just call this guy dad. Like I know that's not your daddy, but just call him dad. We in a bad situation." <laughs> just do it and Ophelia's like no <laughs> no rightfully <laughs> said which I understand from both sides but at the same time it's like I yeah mean, the death didn't have an impact do? for those reasons and because the mom I didn't she wasn't a likable character either no and, you know the way that she was written in but you still feel the pain for Ophelia because you see the sadness that she goes through because that was like the only person she has now she has to rely on uh, Mercedes the yeah. I guess nanny or whatever um so yeah the mom dies during childbirth um and then fawn ends up coming back and giving uh ophelia another chance to complete the third task which definitely seems like some kind of coping mechanism at this part of the story yes like conveniently he comes back yeah he just comes back exactly um so fawn uh instructs her to meet her at the well but that she has to bring her uh, baby brother with with her. Which obviously for me was red flags. I was like, he's going to eat yes. this baby. <laughs> right, yes. that's, that's the first thing I thought. Like, that's when you're girl. thinking, okay, this is definitely deception by Fawn. Like he is just trying to get fresh blood basically for some sort of sacrifice. So, uh, before um, this happens though, uh, he catches the captain... Uh, Captain or commander? I don't know. He catches Mercedes and something and, like, figures out that she's the informant. So he takes her down to torture her and he turns his back on her. Because, well, after uh, you know, the way he finds out, especially, and with the doctor, is the vial. Um, yeah. Because the ones that they found in the woods and then the ones that he, he compares them. And then that's when he goes and shoots the doctor. Um, and before that, before the doctor's killed, they he ends up going into the woods where the rebels are, and meets the meets Mercedes' father, and ends up having to hack his leg off, which was just a brutal scene. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> there was nothing to put him out with or anything. They just he's like, I'm gonna try to make as less cuts as possible, and it just oh, and it shows that first. Yeah, yeah. I'm mean, like, nope, no, thank you. Don't want to know any part of that. It can just kill nope. me. Yes, I will keep my leg. Just die. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so he captures so Mercedes. The captain yeah. does. Yeah. And the, he has her tied up. I think. Yeah, he yes. ties her up and uh, tells everybody to leave. 
And they're like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, she's just a woman. There's nothing she can yeah. do. Women can't yeah. do anything. Women yeah. can't stab me. Um, <laughs> so he turns around to get his uh, his torture agents, yeah. his tools uh, ready. And she's like, she has a knife that she pulls out and she like cuts herself free. And then it just shows his face, you know, as he's doing whatever. And she stabs him in the back. Yep. And he and turns then, around. Yeah, and she stabs him in the in the chest. The chest. And, and then he goes down. Yeah, and then he puts she puts the knife in his mouth, Joker style, and he's like, "You want to know how I got these scars?" And she just <laughs> slices. So it's like cut. Oh, it's so gross. Ugh. Yeah. And like the 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 effect of that and the prosthetic that they had, like it looked so. Because it wasn't CGI, like it was. Oh God, it, it looked so good, but it looked so painful. Mm-hmm. So she what leaves. What idiot this guy is! <laughs> yeah, so she and walks she was out. Like I'm just a woman, but I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah. yeah. So she walks out. The captain's bleeding in the in the room where he had her locked up, and uh, he, she walks by the guards, and they're like, "I guess he let her go." And then he comes running out, telling them to go get her. I and mean, he's like bleeding all over the place, and then that's when the explosions and she started to happen. Booking it, <laughs> yeah. Then they start all these explosions. Uh, up at there's like a where they're getting their supplies from the train. Um, the rebels have taken out the train, which was just a ploy to get all the soldiers up, and then they come back and they start blowing up all the rations. Um, yeah. To where where uh, they were giving out all the food and stuff to these families, so. They're trying to take over. And Ophelia uh, has to figure out how to get her baby brother away from the captain. So the captain's downstairs just trying to sew up his mouth. Oh, my God. That was the most painful scene. And then this guy gets the bright idea to start taking shots of alcohol. And, like, it just starts seeping through the bandage. It soaks through and, like, soaks the bandage. And he does it three or four times. Yeah. He's like, ah, I'm a man. I can handle this. I don't need to. She's sneaking down to try to get her brother, and that's when shit starts going crazy outside. Um, and she's trying to take some of the medicine that the doctor was giving her mom to help her sleep and puts it in the shot glass um, of the captain. So she gets her baby brother. captain comes back in, realizes something's wrong. Um, he ends up taking the shot. It's when the explosions start happening outside. Turns around, sees Ophelia with her baby brother, Starts trying to chase her down. Um, and meantime, uh, the medicine's starting to take, take effect on him. So he's like yeah, all so groggy, like running staggering. through. Yeah, trying to get uh, the baby back. So she runs to the labyrinth where she meets Fawn. Yeah. That's what the Fawn's <laughs> She meets Fawn. <laughs> she meets Fawn. Anyways. Fawn tells her that she has to oh well, okay so so before you get to that she goes into the maze and he comes in behind her right yes and she gets to the end of the maze and and it's just walls there's nothing there oh and then, yeah that's right and then it opens up so she can leave or get into the labyrinth labyrinth and um and it, it closes again back the, and yeah so the captain, so the captain has to find in. his way yeah yeah exactly and then, yeah, about that. <laughs> then fawn tells her she, that he doesn't have to. She doesn't have to necessarily sacrifice her brother, but she needs to hand her brother over because he needs blood. Just a few drops. Just a yeah, few and I'm drops. like, don't do it, girl. He gonna chop something off. 
And she's like, no, I'm not doing it. Absolutely not. Um, so Fawn gets mad, essentially, and disappears again. And then the captain shows up, um, shoots Philia in the stomach. This is like the saddest scene. Because <laughs> he, he takes the baby and then shoots her. Yep. So she's just like laying there like with her arm. Bleeding out. Yeah, into over the well. Over the well and bleeding all over the place. Um so the captain has a son and he's starting to walk out of the labyrinth and of the maze. And when he walks out, all the rebels are surrounding him. Yeah, at the entrance. Um, at, at the entrance to the maze because they heard the gunshot because Mercedes was trying to find Ophelia at this point too. Um, so he walks out and he you can see on his face he realizes that he's been defeated. So he hands over the baby to Mercedes and... Uh, tells her basically make sure uh he my son knows what time i died and yeah he breaks the watch right yeah he breaks his watch getting ready to break his watch because he knows he's about to die and tells mercedes make sure my son knows about me and what time i died and all this and she's like nope yeah my name and he's like nope he will never know you existed he'll never know your name and one of the and her brother shoots the captain right in the face like right up underneath yeah right yeah under the eyeball pop up just boom and the captain's dead so now they all running through the maze trying to find Ophelia and they find Ophelia Mercedes bends down beside her Ophelia's bleeding out and the blood is causing the labyrinth to come to life and it takes Ophelia yeah and Ophelia ends up in the labyrinth completing the last task because the last task was to not actually turn over the child it was a test um, to make sure that she was the true princess and that her blood was what it was. So she meets her mom and her dad and Fawn in the labyrinth at the end scene. And that's where you try to figure out, did she actually transcend to the underworld? Where she actually reunited with her parents? Or did she just die and this is all in her mind? Yeah, and that was the cope to uh, deal with yeah. the death. It depends so on really... um, the day and how I'm feeling. Um, like today, <laughs> I'm going to say that she's in the underworld and yeah. she's totally fine. For the sake of but, me not crying on the podcast. Yeah. She's fine. Um, she became her true self. <laughs> because that's such a sad ending. It was a I very sad went, ending. They didn't just kill this baby. They just killed this baby. They she's killed 10, the baby. She's 10, but she's still a baby. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, uh, Debbie Downer, I mean, she's dead either way. Like, yeah. that happens. But is, like, the whole movie... Was it a coping mechanism, or was it actually a different world that she was actually experiencing? It doesn't really go one way or the other. And this is where Guillermo Guillermo del Toro is the best, because he leaves it up to you to interpret what Mm -hmm. you want, and it's so good. I'm taking it as... I'm already there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking it as it actually was... True events that it wasn't just coping mechanisms. Yeah, it actually was a fairy tale world. Um, but that—that's the whole thing with the ending, though, because is he—he he did die. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just weird. and it's so ambiguous. And and the uh, my heart tells me that she's you know in a better place. My skeptical brain says, "Oh, she did." <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. it sucks. But it's such it was it was real good and for it being from two thousand and six, it still holds up to this day. 
Like the um, CG in it still holds up. All the practical mm-hmm. effects they use is so good. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you could have told me this movie came out last year, and I would have believed you. Yeah. It was. It was definitely really the fact good. That I was alive in two thousand six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it didn't. Um, the acting was great in the movie. The script was great. The dialogue was great. There wasn't anything that was super slow. It all seemed to flow very well. Yeah. Yeah. Other um, than me just being a stupid brat, um, reading it, reading the the subtitles was not even a task. It was it was effortless. Because I mean, even if you do zone out, you can watch the story and you don't get lost. Yeah. Everything that's happening I mean, on the screen is so apparent that what what's happening. So you don't have to read everything to right. get right. But, I mean, the dialogue is there for you know just yeah uh, exposition. Movie. So <laughs> yeah. But I think if you were to watch this movie, like if you dubbed the english over the spanish it wouldn't have the same effect no no, no. you need you need to well, watch see, it and in apparently they had um, pressured him into doing an english dub and he's like nope this is a spanish film it's filmed in spain everyone's spanish this is my film this is the way we're gonna do it Which, and i'm glad he did because i mean there's just some things that you don't no and the same thing with uh, the orphanage yeah the orphanage also phenomenal uh, which yeah. I don't think he directed. I think he just produced. But we should probably review that one, but too. But still, I mean, I so feel like, good. you know, those films that are like, this is what it's supposed to be. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be, you know, Americanized. No. You don't have to do right. that to everything. I think the big thing there is Americans need to realize that we're not the only country in the world. <laughs> yeah, Wait, Jason what? Aldean. <laughs> you can't do that in a small town, you know? <laughs> That's that. actually the post credit scene for this movie. <laughs> I don't know if you guys stuck around for it, but it was is he just the him one climbing out of the well. Is he the one that sings that he's bouncing on my booty? Is it Daryl Dixon? It's the blonde chick dancing with Fawn in the middle of the road singing yeah. Jason Aldean. Is the... <laughs> Dixon Dallas. Dixon oh, Dallas. my God. Yeah. Dixon, who would I say? Daryl Dixon? Yeah, What <laughs> the fuck yeah. is that? It's from uh, Walking Dead. <laughs> What's his real name? Honestly, I don't see the difference. What's his real name? Um. Oh, oh my god! Damn it. He's in. Some, can... He's in a Guillermo del Toro movie. Okay. I can't think of it now that you said Blade that. Blade Two. He's in Blade Two. Is he? Yeah. Oh, nice. He's the traitor of the blades. You know. That's okay. I've never seen up. it. It's so good. So, the turn um, is so good. Ron Perlman's in it. Let's Classic see. Del Toro uh, actor. What can we give? Let's... What? What thing? Oh, what, what was? What was your um, description? Fawns, fairies, and fascists. Fascists. Fascist. Well, yeah, but what does that have to do with it? Fairies. Oh, <laughs> we'll okay. do fairy. Yeah, for you, Storm. What are you giving it, Josh? <laughs> I'm gonna give fairies? it a. F- Five out of five, because five out of five. Nothing about it, like you were saying. Nothing about it, like slowed down. Nothing, like made me lose interest. I was hooked from the the minute we started watching it. We did have to take a break because Nora was all in our faces and whatnot. But also, I was tired and I yeah. can't read when I'm sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> everything Guillermo del Toro does is great to me, at least, and uh, this is no exception. <laughs> Five out of five. I can't believe I said Daryl Dixon. Fairies. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 4.9 just because. You want to be different? I want to yeah, be I understand. <laughs> I did have to read. I'll be that person. You'll but be I'm that glad person I did because, you know, it's not very often you <laughs> I get to read. 
That's true. It, no, it really was. It's like a five out of five. I'm, I'm going to give it negatives. a four and a half out of five. Fairies. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, yeah, fairies. I don't think it's a perfect movie. It's a great movie. This one is one, though, that I couldn't watch just on a whim. Like, no, I, I mean, it took mood. me, it took me 17 years to watch it. So, yeah, no, I agree. It's yeah. still Magnolias. <laughs> <laughs> God. Zero out of five. Shut up. Um, Shut up right now. But I mean, it's it's a good movie. Everybody should watch it. It's great. Um, but it's just for me, that little half rating is just because it's not one that I could just pick up and watch anytime. Like, well, the reason I say five is because I, I recommend everyone in the world to watch this movie. It's a must see for me, like a hundred percent. I mean, there's a reason. It's a classic. It's a. Yeah, it's a really good movie. It's, a, really it, it's so it. weird saying it's a classic though, because I can remember the trailers and stuff. <laughs> when they came out, Ugh. I don't think shenanigans enjoyed it seen. very much. I don't think she did. She she texted me while we were watching it, and I was like, I don't know, girl. I haven't really seen it yet. <laughs> if it's not straight horror, she's not really. Well, and that's the like, thing. Like, yeah. it's not necessarily a horror movie. It's more of a fantasy. No, no, no. War yeah. movie. That's well, that's horror. the whole thing it about horror elements. Fantasy yeah. movies. There's always it's a spectrum. So you have your, like me. <laughs> you know, a long time ago in a fantasy land far, far away, or a long time ago in the future. <laughs> or that leprechaun or in, is not a leprechaun. Or in space. I mean... I gotta put this back on the screen. And and fantasy is always scary for me because... Oh my god, there he is. Uh, that's the fallen. <laughs> Could you imagine? It would be so much better if it was the fallen instead of that creature, whatever that is. I guess that's, I don't know. They migrated to, uh, what was it, the Appalachian Mountains for the descent yeah. after they got chased out of Ireland. <laughs> I just want to go back. straight from Ireland all the way to Appalachia. Those <laughs> rabbits were bled out for like at least three days, right? Like they were dead, dead. They were basically roadkill in that movie, right? What are you talking about? The rabbits that they cooked for the feast. Oh. Ugh. And then she's like, cook these for everybody and throws them on the table. Yeah. Ah! They're like, this big, you know, like little baby rabbits. Ugh. Make a stew. <laughs> yeah. I just remembered that part. Yeah. Make a stew. You're just like, like a rabbit stew. You can make rat ramen. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> hey, if anyone's interested in this fabulous rat ramen recipe, link in the bio. <laughs> Hit me what up bio? On, on I don't know. <laughs> Hit me up on TikTok. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Good times. What are we doing next week? Uh, well, we want to talk about The Crowded Room, but you haven't watched it, nor will you download Apple Ryan, if you Apple don't Plus watch this movie, TV show. It's so good. We just finished it this week, and I'm telling you right now, I give it an 8.5 out of 10. All it's right, well, so good. I guess we're good. reviewing it now. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you anything about it, because I don't want to be that guy that spoils it, because it's it's really... It's a fantastic right. show. And it and has a, a limited terrible... series. There's only 10 episodes. There's not going to be a season two. No, and it's got terrible reviews, and we can't figure out I why. Can't, I literally can't figure out why. Usually, I'm usually, you know, right there on, on with the reviews, but I don't know, man. It's so good. It stars uh, Tom Holland, uh, Amanda... Eyeballs. Siegfried and Roy. Um, <laughs> I think, and uh, what's her name? 
Uh, Emma. Emmy Rossum. Emmy, Emmy Rossum from, from, from uh, Shameless. About such shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> shameless. <laughs> yes, it's a must watch. I will say that now before I give any scores if Brian does watch it. I'm not, but don't read anything about it. Don't just, just start watching it. Don't let anybody okay. spoil anything for you. Just start watching it. That's right. for anybody. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll break down and download it. I think this is uh, Tom Holland's best role. Does he become Spider-Man in this? Duh. Yeah, good. <laughs> well, I mean, you know he's my favorite Spider-Man at this point, so and uh, I love Spider-Man. Everyone knows that, obviously. Yeah. So let's let's end this episode on a, on a good note. Brian, what's something you can't do in a small town? <laughs> Wear a black uh, craft t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I do it all the time, though. Yes, me too. <laughs> can't go to Publix in your. Oh, no. Uh, In your Satan t-shirt. I don't know if I told you this, Brian, but I went to the post office wearing one that that was just a Stranger Things black craft shirt, and the woman behind the counter is like, do you know Jesus? Uh Uh-uh. Does he work here? Does he work here? Um, Is he down the street? What are you... Can't even mail off a package, man. We typically go to the grocery store on Sundays, so... (laughs) It's always Brian's like, like that's the day I bust out my t-shirt collection. Mid-afternoon, uh, there's a hundred percent a reason for that. Blackcraft is my entire t-shirt collection now. Like it's overtaken my life in my closet. But I, I was us. wearing one. I think it was my Satan loves you t-shirt or whatever. And like this dude like kept staring at me from like across the store. And like I kept looking up, like, like trying to figure out, does this guy know me? Like I don't know what's going on. And he's like, is that real? And I was like. Is what real? He's like your shirt. I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's a shirt. Well, I mean, I'm wearing it. <laughs> Are we in the Matrix? Uh, I don't understand. I'm what actually you're naked. <laughs> Would you prefer yeah. me to be naked right here beside yeah. the deli in a small yeah. town? Yeah, in a small town. Like, I was like, okay. Try and then I had one on. <laughs> I had one on. It was just a trick or treat, and it just said Blackcraft, and it had like, uh, I guess these people walking pumpkin-looking mask or whatever. And the guy behind the counter was like, is that a band? And I'm like, no, it's not. It's oh, my God. I was wearing my pumpkin head shirt, and uh, our manager walked up and was like, you see them live? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I was so confused. What? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Your shirt. I'm like, this, it's a movie it's series, a movie. man. <laughs> should have been like, yep. Pumpkin head live? Sure have. I have many sounds. Live on what? my TV. Okay, Brian, since I took yours, what can't you do in a small town? <laughs> that, is, that is mine. Look, I'm, I can't do anything. Like, I leave my house. It's just strictly I hate Jesus stuff, apparently, is what my wife calls it. She's like, which I hate Jesus shirt are you wearing today? I'm like, I don't know. I got like 50 <laughs> of them. Jesus hasn't spoke to me yet. <laughs> what, can't, you? what can't you do in a small town? Find anything to do after 9 o'clock. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's true. Is there anything to do before nine o'clock though? You can't go to Waffle House after nine o'clock. No, because your waitress get, is on heroin. Yeah, she'll stab you. <laughs> she'll get or the nods. Be, or you could get Lana Del Rey, and she could be your waitress. Oh yeah, and I saw that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Just can't be gay. <laughs> <laughs> can't be gay in a small town. You want to just start rattling them off? I know you got a bunch. Mm-mm. It was more about just the whole thing with him in general. I just hate it so much because 
So the whole controversy is the Jason Aldean and all these people are like, who I don't, don't even like know. it, don't listen to it. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's fine. But then Tyler Childers comes out with his song yesterday and there's a music video that features two gay coal miners and these same people are like, that's disgusting. But we can't say if you don't like it, don't listen to it. <laughs> and I love, they're just like, you don't understand. You don't see how you are so ridiculous sounding like that. I don't get it. Ultimately, what it comes down our to kids. Is, yeah, indoctrination. And yeah, and now, they're just like, church. I won't be supporting you, W A N T. And I'm like, what do you mean? You won't? You want, want to, to be, be supporting? <laughs> and I, I'm just, I can't make up this stupidity. It makes itself. It does. It's like we're living in that movie. Well, uh, idiocracy. Idiocracy. Yeah. This is real life nowadays. Yeah, and it's I, so sad because that movie's so bad. <laughs> but it's like, just let people love who they want to love, man. And if you want to go be, you know, racist with Jason Aldean, go be racist. <laughs> but it's so funny because Jason Aldean was like, "I only used real raw footage from the news in my music video, but it's footage of like Germany." And I'm like, just, "Yeah, okay, it was let's like... keep the lyrics the exact same. <laughs> let's keep the song the same, but let's use footage of Kyle Rittenhouse." <laughs> let's let's really brand it. Yeah. You want to keep it? Use your own kind. Which uh, which is funny because uh, WWE had some Auschwitz shots and some. Uh, <laughs> promo Nobody does do. any kind of research anymore. No, they just like, oh, this is cool. Let's post this up. Don't know how accurate or how inaccurate or how offensive or how inoffensive it is. That's my thing. Like, just just can we just can we all just... get along, man? That's it's so funny because all these people I stand with what like no one cares. He don't give a <laughs> shit about you. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no one cares. Like most people, like his music sucks anyway. Like it's it awful. doesn't even matter. And the same like, type of people are listening to this music. Yeah. This is not even real country music. No, but then they'd be like, "I miss the good old days when Johnny Cash." When... There's a Key and Peele skit <laughs> yes. where he plays this yes, song, and that. it's exactly it's this song. It's literally the same song. It's so funny. It's so good. Again, Jordan Peele can do no wrong. No. <laughs> so good. So yeah, that's all I have. So what to are say we watching next week? Um, Key and Peele. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we could, uh, so... we could do one of his movies. We could. Um, let's do. There's only three. There's only three so far. So <laughs> I really, I, I want to talk about us. So let's do us, if that's okay right. with you guys. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, I like us. Yeah, I like us too. We're a good podcast. Mm. Us is good. <laughs> Hope you guys that are Hope left in the like chat us. like us as well. Um, <laughs> Find so. out next week if we like us. <laughs> It changes day to day. Uh, it's a disorder. And uh, we'll figure out some kind of crappy movie to sit, make Brian sit through. Eventually, we're going to go watch these movies that we keep talking about. I think... Time is... I think we need to watch... Uh, Shark of the Corn, me. or whatever it was. Oh, my God. Ooh, okay, yeah, we'll yeah. watch that. Shark of the Corn and Us, so we can have a zero and a five, all right? <laughs> Again, back-to-back episodes. Well, which way is the five and yet. zero going to go, though? We don't like, know. <laughs> Shark of the Corn is promising. Uh, <laughs> the can't watch those in a small town, that's for sure. All right, well, I'm going to play the outro now. Um, thank you guys for listening, stopping in in the chat, um, listening on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon Music. Anybody that's still listening to Jason Aldean, I guess uh, I'll see you when I drive by the Methadone Clinic. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>
<laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Fairies. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs>